the Inspirate Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspirate is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. Spray Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings. Thank you so much for tuning in again to our little show called Enspray. The last couple weeks, we've had some pretty serious topics. It was uh, some hard hitters, you know, some stuff that we had to tackle, we need to talk about, we had to get out there. But this one is going to be a little over an hour of a lot of laughter, a lot of sarcasm, and a lot of fun. We're going to be talking with Katie Kelly. Katie Kelly is the writer and owner of Bits and Bytes blog. Katie Kelly, she is a social media influencer, I would say, and she has a huge following on TikTok. She has a huge following over on social media in general. She has 55,000 followers on TikTok, and she also had a 1 million view uh, post, several of those, I believe. So we're going to learn a lot about what social media influencing, as well as doing life pivots, something that she did. I know a lot of us have done with our careers, and she's very, very successful at it. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast of Unsprite with Katie Kelly and Bits and Bites blog. We are in full fall sports season right now, and what happens with fall sports, our little athletes at home get ourselves some ankle injuries or some foot injuries. And the big kids like ourselves, we might get ourselves an ankle or foot injury walking to some practices or training for a marathon or whatever we're doing in our day-to-day lives. If that happens, give Dr. Christopher Vittori and Dr. Amit Thakwar a call at the Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialists located in Homer Glen and New Lenox, Illinois. To learn more about the podiatry services at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialists, go online at vittorifootclinic.com Give them a call to book an appointment at 708-273-7080 and like them on Facebook and Instagram. Hi guys. So you can see how I'm talking here. It looks like an EKG when I talk. So then you talk, but you want to move the microphone closer to your mouth. Okay, I'll move the microphone closer to my mouth. Oh, you can't really see anything. Do I have to talk louder or move it closer? No, you're fine. I would move it just a little bit. You're good. Yeah, you're fine. I feel like I'm making out with it. (laughs) No. Go right into it. This is this is a PG PG thirteen. It's not explicit, so I know that's why I kind of mumbled it. I'm gonna have to talk in my like professional voice, so I don't mumble. What's your professional voice? Um, just like never a voice you've probably heard. Let's hear it. Well, no, it's kind of like this, where I'm just making sure that like my mouth is moving and the words are coming out clear. I'm conscious. So this is what the podcast is. It's conversational like this. So we've been already recording now for, uh, how long have we been recording? We got Nala in the studios. We've been recording already for a minute five. and What's my quota? I don't know. I got you booked <laughs> for 45. <laughs> Perfect. I My bedtime is 9.15. Seriously? No, 10.15. My bedtime is already like 19 minutes ago. But like this ten is, fifteen, but like watch TikToks in bed for an hour. Do you have the TikTok app? Well, you do because you're a social media influencer. Yeah, I have seventy five thousand followers on TikTok. That's insane. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. I just learned what TikTok <laughs> was. 
<laughs> Sarah, yeah. Sarah doesn't ever want to talk on the radio, but yet she's in the corner. She always shouts stuff. <laughs> so then she's like, I don't want to be on this. I don't want to hear my voice. And then she's shouting stuff across the kitchen table at our kitchen table studios, <laughs> which makes the table studios. KTS. Mm-hmm, the KTS. <laughs> KTS mm-hmm. Productions. Mm-hmm, I like that. The KTS Productions. Why, right? Social yeah. media copy for a living. <laughs> yeah, that's this is the KTS. That's what makes this real. So I talk to people in people's kitchens. Is now slurping on water <laughs> in the background. That's what makes this real. Could you imagine if you were doing this in my parents' house? Why couldn't we do it there? Uh, because like after the wheels on at six thirty, it's like bedtime. After the what's on? The wheel of fortune. The wheel of fortune. Yeah, Come the wheel. On. What time do they go to bed? Um, like lights were off by like seven forty-five tonight. Really? They like sit in the family room, and watch TV. And then like fall asleep on the couch and go upstairs. They both start snoring. The one's yelling at the other, you're snoring. <laughs> go to bed. Yeah. Throwing pillows across yeah. the family room. <laughs> Your father's snoring again. Listen to him. <laughs> he chokes on his tongue. <laughs> I'm going to have my mom listen to this just as, I know. so she can hear your impression of her. <laughs> Damn it. Go to bed. <laughs> See, now that's a problem. See how, how that that's some real big reverb. So that's a that's why we can't do things that loud. So I'll have to go like this. And if I go real loud. That seems like a you problem. It is a re- <laughs> <laughs> It is a you problem. So, yeah. So this is how you do the semi-unprofessional recordings. Of KTS. Of KTS. At the <laughs> KTS. But that's what makes this cool is because it's real. It's like. Yeah, I like it. You're, it's, you're not uncomfortable. You're in a lived-in home. You yeah. got a loaf of bread and the target bag still on the island. <laughs> I got my drill. My drill. That yeah, I, I did a little drill and I forgot to put it away. Are you, you learning know? how to play piano? Ma- yeah, Maggie is. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. yeah teaching herself on the iPad. That's Sarah's sweet. sitting across the table here. She's doing her homework. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is probably the most realist of it all because all the other podcasts that we had going on, they were all like serious topics that we've done here. Yeah. Yeah. And so Tracy Sullivan, you know Tracy Sullivan, right? Have you met her? I feel like I have. Yeah. She's like just like, like an old soul that everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone, oh, I just knocked into this. Everybody knows in one way or another. She's just a beautiful person. So she had this idea. She planted the seed with Sarah. So Sarah comes downstairs. I'm sitting there giving my blank hasting stare at the TV with my mouth open, like <laughs> breathing out of my mouth Four as usual. <laughs> no, not at all. What are you drinking? What's in that? Straight vodka. Bad girl. And so, so Sarah goes, well, why doesn't anyone ever interview you? I said, because the show's not about me. It's about other people and their stories because they have awesome stories. Yeah. She's like, well, someone should interview you because you got a really awesome story of everything. So did I, get, did I get invited here to interview you? No. Oh. No, I've already been interviewed. So Tracy interviewed. Oh. So I told her to come by on Sunday. I said, well, last Sunday. Yeah. I said, come on by. She's like, okay, I got a bunch of questions she asked me. She's got to ask me. I was like, okay. So she sat there right where you're at and everything was going good. And then she asked me like one question. And now all of a sudden, I'm just like, <gasps> I was a train wreck. <laughs> I mean, like, I couldn't even no re- I couldn't even talk. I could not even talk. Just uh, pure waterworks. Yeah. Yeah. It happened like three times. I'm like, I'm a mess. I'm a freaking mess. <laughs> it wasn't even like serious. It wasn't even like serious questions either. Just the release of emotion. Yeah. She asked me, she's like, what's your favorite movie? What, motivate, what movie motivates you or something like that? And it 
<laughs> just, I mean, it was just a train wreck. <laughs> train wreck. I, I've seen people get shot. I've seen some horrible things in my life. No, nothing about bo- your favorite movie. Nothing bothered me. Nothing bothers me like that. I'm pretty hardened. Then she's like, "What's your favorite movie?" I'm like, "Oh my god, Nick and Doc." That that's how crazy it, it really got out of control. Really, I, I was I just, can't believe that. Oh, well, I was a mess. I'm gonna air it. I mean, it's hopefully. Well, by the time this airs, it might already be aired. But yeah, it'll be aired. It's it's it's. I'm a mess. She asked some powerful questions. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I gave her like a little bit of a powerful testimonial about my weight loss journey yeah. and everything, but it was it was insane. Yeah. It, it was uh, not the test testimonial was insane too, but I couldn't believe it. Just one simple question. And she was like, just so sweet. She's like, what motivate, what movie motivates you? I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like drool crying. Like go. <laughs> Like we do a steady yeah. stream of snacks. Yeah, I can't home. like I can't get my breath <laughs> going like that. <laughs> no, I'm going, oh god, <laughs> just that was a mess. It was horrible. It was just uh, an embarrassing display ever. And Sarah and her both looking at me like <laughs> they're like giving me like what what is wrong with you? It was like yeah, what did we just this, uncover? <laughs> yeah, this it was like the scene from Airplane where they're shaking her in the seat and slapping her, <laughs> and there's like a line of people. Get a hold of yourself, and I couldn't. I I was just a mess. I mean, you need a good cry every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, like once every like decade. <laughs> that was just from that. It was, <laughs> yeah. We'll see you in another ten years. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a mess. It was a real mess. So, and but this is good because this is like a fun podcast with you now. This is a fun and spray podcast. Yeah, because it's not serious, and I hope to God I don't stop start crying. <laughs> I mean, the moon was full last week. That could have been the reason. There could have been a lot of other like, yeah. hor- hormonal drops. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you are getting old. So. I am. I am. I'm getting close to menopause. <laughs> menopause, because I'm a man. I'm starting to get into menopause. <laughs> okay, so we have sitting here, we, and this is the thing I did bring up last time, too, is I always mention it as we, like I'm schizophrenic, <laughs> and then there's like six Kyles going to interview you. <laughs> So I have sitting across from me, I have Miss Katie Kelly. And I asked Katie right when I first put this together of, will you come on the podcast? And of course, you started laughing like you are now, thinking that this is like a joke. And like this no, is serious. I don't think it's a joke. I'm just it's, laughing that you asked me. Well, because you have a really cool story. And you have a very cool story that there's so many people that they fall in line with like your, your history of where you're at today. And it's, I call it the biggest pivot in in society and the pivot is this you go to school for one thing you go to get you do some wicked awesome studies right you get a great degree that has tons of power to it and guess what i'm not gonna do crap with it because i don't want to (laughs) it's real simple i don't want to do anything in that field but i got the degree yeah that's sort of like in my route that happened with me i mean i didn't finish school until I, I was Didn't we 35. graduate almost the same time? No, I graduated with <laughs> honors. Not even close. <laughs> was a, were we both class of 2015? We were. We graduated <laughs> college the same year. That's great. But I, so I've known Katie Kelly since she was in sixth, fifth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, when me and the twins went to Purdue. Yeah, so the twins are my sisters. They're, there's Kate and Molly. They're my twin sisters. And they are 12 years younger than me, I believe. Because you guys were born in, what, 93? Yeah. Yeah, so they they are no thirteen years younger than me. I was in eighth grade when they were born. 
And so Katie Kelly all of a sudden shows up in, in the <laughs> twins' friend circle. And I'm like, oh, look at this this poor little girl. It's so nice Kay Mally friended her. <laughs> this tall girl who doesn't speak. Yeah. I'm like, God, she's a mute. She's a tall mute. Look at her. She's so Literally, fun. We were like throwing cheese at you. Two years, <laughs> two years into our friendship, I've like sprouted up to six foot. I've literally been this height. Really? Since, yeah. I've been this height since the eighth grade. It's all right. I no, mean, I know. I you're in a it. welcome home here. It's it's not like you don't feel know, out of place here. I know, but like when here. I say I was their tall friend, like I was literally this but everyone's tall. got one of them. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's like it's... me and my friend groups. It's like Sarah. <laughs> so you're you're amongst tall people here. That's why we buy all the furniture bigger. So we all feel normal size. <laughs> it's like the opposite of like Frodo and Lord of the Rings. It's, or we... Buddy the Elf. How did that fall flat? I just wanted to make it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> So, but so I've known Katie since yeah, since uh, when was jeez? When was I met I met Sarah and when the twins were in fifth grade because yeah. I met Sarah through Kate and Molly, mm-hmm. and Kate and Molly had Sarah as the basket her basketball coach, and I would send them to school every day with questions to to find out information like the first. So what we would do is this: this isn't get good. So at the at the end of the school year, pretty much throughout college. Is that we would take the kids' yearbooks, we would take Kay and Molly's yearbook, and we'd take Patrick's yearbook, and we'd go right to the teacher's page and find out what teachers were hot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. That's what we would do. How is this the first time ever hearing of this? Oh, we'd always do that. We'd always look like, hey, what's this teacher's name? Do you know her? Is she married? <laughs> we would go through it. What's her status? Yeah, I mean, we were so immature in college anyways. I mean, it couldn't really hold even a relationship with my friends, let alone another relationship. <laughs> But we would point like, hey, she married, she's engaged, she got a boyfriend. And they're like, stop it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So then I showed up to Kane Molly's first basketball game and I saw the coach and I was, I just got home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just got home. I just landed a job in, in law enforcement and I was like, wow, I'm like, she's cute. And so then they came home. I'm like, hey, what's your teacher's name? And they're like, oh, Miss Zacharis. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, do me a favor. I'm like, when's practice? They're like Tuesday. I'm like, find out if she's married. And of course, they were the the youngest of six, so the, their maturity level and their sarcasm is at a 23 year old level. Oh yeah, our age. I mean, considerably older. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just game changing. That they're not even in your class's league of probably maturity and wit. And no, sarcasm. Molly makes fun of me still to this day for like my sixth grade level of maturity and I was like for not knowing some things and I'm like that's like very appropriate for a sixth grader to not know <laughs> like she still makes fun of me to this day but Molly in sixth grade had the maturity level of a 24 year old I'm like no the roles are reversed you <laughs> should have not have known that I don't get gifted. to make fun of Molly was gifted in that, in that. <laughs> yeah. so I would send her to school I would send the twins to school and they knew how to even ask and so they would come they would ask Sarah like hey are you you married? They would come back and report back to me. And so then the next practice, I'd be like, ask him if she's engaged. She's not engaged. She got any rings in her hand? No. Okay. Find out where she lives. She lives in the city. We'll find out where in the city. That was the next question. North yeah. side. Okay. Where did she play basketball at? So the I had everything. I knew everything about her before I even went in for the first date. <laughs> it's and like dating apps pre-dating apps. You're sending her screening questions. Is that what dating apps are? I mean, like, for some, you get prompts where, like, you can answer questions. And then, like, on your profile, you have, like, three questions and then your answers to the questions. 
So you swipe swipe to the left then, or swipe to the right? That's all I know. <laughs> I it's like you swipe to the right. Are okay, you on so, a dating app? Yeah, I'm you on are, a Which hinge. one? Hinge. Let's see it. Bring it no, up. No, we're it up. not going to bring, bring it up. It up. <laughs> All right, fine. So I have several friends my age that, and, and again, you're uh, 12 years younger than I am, and they're going through divorces and stuff, and they went through divorces, and they're on these dating apps, and they're females, and they tell me all the time that that all they do is get DM'd just the most inappropriate messages and the most inappropriate photos. Um, never had that happen. Like one-eyed dragons all the time. And what? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. I'll. I'll. Uh, when we're off here, I don't want to. I don't want to give their names. Oh, that so, is about stage. Who is that? I mean, she showed me a photo of her on her. <laughs> it's not you, is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, like for example. But they don't send you like weirdo photos. I kid you no. not. The generation, like my age and older, on these dating apps, my female friends get just the most obnoxious disgusting messages and they, they've read them out loud to me i'm like no way no Someone write i've that. never even gotten like crude messages sent to me like hey are you down like dtf I think yeah that's like nothing like now, repulsive right? like it's normally just like hey how's it going or they have like a kickoff question that you know that they go towards but like what's you, a kickoff question like to like start the conversation that's not just like hey how's it going like mine i use if so like either way it could be like you know, like he invited you to start the chat or I invite them to start the okay. chat. If they invite me to start the chat, I'll go ahead and grab my water. It's sitting in front of you. I'll say like, okay, you have to food crawl your way through Chicago. What are your top three spots that you're picking? I would never survive in your generation. <laughs> so like I've gotten some decent answers and then what people are, some are like, the answers? um, so th- then I kind of gauged like one person said like Giordano's and this like tacky uh, Giordano's is even real Chicago pizza. Right, exactly. I hate how it gets the rap of like that Chicago yeah. pizza. It's not. And then this like really clubby place in River North that's not even open still. So I was like, mm, I'm probably not going to continue this conversation because your answers were terrible. But then some people have given me like really cool like gems and like the little neighborhoods and stuff. And when I always tell people this strategy that, like, I ask them yeah. what their three restaurants so you are. Stay away because when you hit the cord, you actually hear some of the reverb on here. <laughs> so when I ask them their restaurants, they're like, oh, my God, that's so fun. Then, like, do you go on dates with them? I'm like, no, the conversation never. You just find out where the cool restaurants are to go to? <laughs> the conversation never goes past that. So I have all the restaurants saved on my Google Maps, and I'm literally calling the list Tour de Hinge. <laughs> and I'm going to food crawl my way through the city with... All their recommendations. Based off of the hinge guys that you <laughs> yeah. just trolled to get their restaurant recommendations. Yeah. Do you feel guilty? Because these poor dudes are probably like, no, like if oh, the- she's cute. You know, I'm going to tell her that I like going to like Harold's number 15. <laughs> no. <laughs> McDonald's like, if, like, and White Castle. I'll like respond like 90% of the time the conversation just like fizzles out. So do you do it just for food? Like, no, like I do it to like actively attempt to date, but like <laughs> the attempts have been failing. Maybe because they're on to you. They know that you're like the food bandit, that you just steal intel. I know. So, I mean, we'll see. But yeah. Wow. No. So I have this entire list and I'm calling it the Tour de Hinge. When are you doing this? Well, that's the thing. I always forget I have it. So like I go up to the city for dinner with friends and stuff. and They're always like, oh, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't know, like wherever you guys pick. And then I always forget that I have this list on my Google Maps. And how many are on the list right now? Oh, not that many. Because a lot of them repeat like uh, Bavette's. 
steakhouse is never heard of that it's in the west loop i believe i my my reasons to go to the city are probably about as big as zero because i know i don't want to go to the city i've reached a point of life where anything related to chicago to going into the city my whole goal is never to go to the city like i try my hardest not to go I'll, you don't ever take the kids to the city no absolutely not absolutely not i i grew up no. going to the city like Every other week, our parents no, would take us. No, I want nothing to do with the city. Nothing, nothing at all. It even hurts me sometimes to go to Bears games because I know I just am in the city. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I just, I, I cannot stand it. I, I love it. My goal is to live like in the middle of rural USA where I would literally have to drive four miles to get to a neighbor's house to get a cup of milk. I want to hear my heartbeat. I want to hear my breathing. Not like, all right, can't hurt hear it as it is. <laughs> But I don't want to see any noise pollution. See noise pollution. I don't want to. See, I, I don't want to hear any noise pollution. I don't want to see any light pollution. I want to look up and I want to be able to grab the stars out of the sky. See, I also so like I love the city. You as you know, I moved back home a couple months ago, and you're with roommates. Yeah, back in town. Yeah, roommates. My parents and my little brother. Just in brother. case the hinders are, are listening to the podcast. <laughs> The hinges are listening to podcasters. Right. So, but like, I love this. Even when I was little, like I had such an infatuation yeah. with it. And every time I go up there, like my heart just feels like happy and full. And I'm obsessed with the city. What What are you obsessed with? Just a fast paced life? I, yeah, I like the fast paced life. I like that there's just so many pockets and people of different like backgrounds and stories. And like, yeah. and especially Chicago too, like. I've been to New York, but it was like literally a quick 36 hours. I can't necessarily speak for that. And I've been to LA a couple times, but like the people in Chicago too, like you can stop and have a conversation with a total stranger and like get to know them. And there's so much like people of different backgrounds, the city itself, the history. I'm just obsessed with it. Like, you know, I live in a two flat and I like, whenever I move into a two flat or a new apartment or something, I always think like, who was in this apartment before me? Like, when was this apartment built? This is so cool that like I'm living in this old building you want to like know the history look, right yeah, away. Yeah, like the history is like, and like the vintage, like the fact that everything has You'll character. You'll grow out of that. You're going to grow out of that about another year? I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> it's going to get to a point where everything's a hassle. I and don't you're gonna think be like, you know. What is, what is the shortest distance between here and there? And you're going to have to figure that out. And you don't want to deal with anybody. In the city? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think so. Everyone thinks so, and I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. I got a list of people that have well, the same story as you, and guess where they're I at? I know. The they're parked 45 minutes south. I know. That's what, but people too, like, I've never lived in, like, the hustle bustle part of the city. It's like, all hustle bustle. Mm, not, like, like, I lived up in Lincoln Square. That's, like, very residential. Where I lived in Logan Square was super residential. Like, the mayor lives lived, like, a couple blocks yeah. from me, like, I've always lived in pretty residential areas, minus when I lived in, like, near Wrigleyville for a little, for, like, the Cubs World Series season, which was, like... You lived up there, then? Yeah, me and my roommates moved in opening week, and then they won the World Series that year. Oh, wow. It was Isn't the just best insane? year. Why didn't I know about this? You didn't it was clear insane. it with me. Oh, yeah. You didn't give me, I didn't give the okay for this. We <laughs> call it Cornelia, because it was on Southport and Cornelia, and really? we had a duplex. It was me and three friends from college. We found a duplex apartment. Like we each paid like I think seven fifty. I think one girl had like a master bedroom, so she paid like eight, eight fifty. We had a two family rooms, 
two bedrooms on each floor. The kitchen was on the main floor. And then you had that like traditional like little dining part with the built-in bar. And then the guys before us literally left us their big cherry wooden oak bar. And then we had a backyard, a two-car garage. So my Wait, I parked there for a Foo Fighters concert. Oh yeah, you did. Yes. Er, no, you parked at um It was just <clears> south of there. No, you parked at my Newport apartment. But I lived it was in like three. Four, it was like four blocks from Wrigley. Yeah, that was my Newport apartment. I lived in three different apartments within like the same two block radius. Okay. So that was at Newport and Halstead. Why? Why do you switch so much? Why couldn't you just stay at one? See, this is stuff I just don't know about apartment living. So I know through Sarah. Yeah. Just when the short time that she lived in the apartment up there, and I know from my cousin, my cousin Anne. Yeah. From her apartment living in the city, and I just, it's like, why can't you just stay in one spot? And it's always like they're, the lease is up, so they go to somewhere new. Is that by choice or is it? Well, for me, it was like I had room. So my three roommates were all making, like two of them were going to nursing school, made like career changes, decided yeah. to go to nursing school. So they moved back home. My other roommate started dating a guy halfway through our lease. And like he had owned a two flat, I think, in Chicago with like his brother so she, I think like she moved home because they were still newly dating. She's like, I'm going to move home because like her boyfriend lives in the city. So she's not going to pay for an apartment. Then now they ultimately like lived together in the city. And now they moved out to Brookfield. And then I moved home for four months because my friend told me she would move in with me. And then that's when I moved back, moved in with a roommate. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of roommate situations. And then I got kicked out of an apartment before. No, <laughs> no not because of that. Because our landlord wanted to turn it into an Airbnb. So he's oh. like, you guys can't renew. Interesting. And it was right before 2020. So we're like, that sucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you were talking about your one roommate that went back to school for a career change. Yeah, two of them. And they both went to school with you? Is that yeah. It? Yeah, we all so went to U of I. You went, yeah, so you went to U of I and... I'll let you tell your story of, because I know it, of that you chose to go U of I. It's a very, very good academic institution for business. Yeah. Very, very good. Nationally known. It's nationally known for many things besides mm-hmm. right now the football team, but they are number one in the Big Ten. <laughs> they are one in the Big Ten. That's news to me. <laughs> yes, they are. Well, <laughs> Number know, one fan. <laughs> I, could, I could see just you're, you're just bleeding orange and blue. <laughs> the fighting Illini or the Kingfishers or whatever their new term is now. Do you know about that? Yeah, I did hear something about that. Do you, how just, do you feel about that? Just, I don't know. Abandoned? I don't really remember what it was to like you, have a full opinion fighting on Illini. it. No, should the fighting Illini be banned? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't really have like a say in that because I'm not part of the marginalized group of Indians? Like Native, yeah, like Native Americans. Indians. We're Native American. You asked Senior what he thought. Oh, Ask yeah. Ask I forget about that. About That's why he's that dark. <laughs> I know. I always forget that. That's why Molly's, Molly's got his skin. Yeah, she does. And guess whose skin I have? Mary C. Look at this tan line. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <Isn't> that nice? <laughs> you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's from our free and all weekend. Damn. I forgot to put on SPF 60, 70. This is my Irish skin. Yeah. I, I feel you. I totally feel you. <laughs> All right. So you, you went to U of I. Yeah. Okay. So when you when you left high school, mm-hmm. you have very smart parents. Yeah. They went to U of I. No. No. So how did you land at U of I? Give, give that story. So I 
knew so all throughout until I was a sophomore in high school I was dead set on going to Northwestern for softball like I was going to do everything in my power to go to Northwestern to play softball there Mm -hmm. because they had a really good softball you're a good softball player thank you I I think so too yeah you you are you're a good (laughs) softball player and so I was like really dedicated to get a scholarship there and then I played on a travel team that was like for the purpose of being recruited by college and this was when I was a sophomore going into junior year and like because of the rules I don't remember them correctly like college coaches couldn't approach you because you were only going into junior year like college coaches can only talk to you when you're going into your senior year type of thing or something like that so the college like I had like Illinois, Iowa, like a couple coaches like approach my coach saying like we're interested in your first baseman, blah, blah, blah. And then it just got like so political because then there are other people who just like it was like it just got political. Would the club like the club scene? Yeah, like the club, like who was playing like you guys like make me look good. X, Y, Z college is here. And it just kind of got like too into it where I'm like, can't we just all go on the field, play our best like. So it became like staging. Yeah. And it just came like too much. And then I kind of realized that like being a college athlete, like you wake up early, you have your early mornings. And so then just kind of all these feelings like came up at once. And I was like, I don't really want to do this. This isn't. And my I was also fortunate enough to where my parents always said, we will pay for college. So you don't have to go to college based on a sport. Do you regret that decision not playing softball in college? No, not at all. Why? Um, because I was, it's just a lot of work being a college athlete. Like I have a lot of respect for them. It's a lot of work. And I think college was too much of a transformation for me, like a transformation period for like my personality, like everything that like, if I had college sports mixed in there, I just don't think it would have worked. Really? Yeah. If I didn't have college sports, I would have never went to college. <laughs> Like that kept yeah. that kept me dialed in, because it was it was the the was like the carrot the dangling carrot yeah and if if I didn't do good in school I wasn't eligible and then I wouldn't play and it kept yeah. me kept me on the straight and narrow but again it's I it, mean maybe it alternatively would have kept me on the straight and narrow because I kind not. of fell off the de- <laughs> not fell off the deep end like I got decent grades and like I obviously yeah. graduated but I definitely like came out of my shell like. I didn't talk to people really in like high what? school. Yeah. Stop it. Like I was super shy in high school. Well, that's what everyone disagrees with me, but I don't think I wasn't really like outgoing. I, Are you wearing a shirt with cats? Yeah. I'm wearing my unicorn galaxy with shirt. With two cats? Yeah. Molly got this for me for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my finest cat galaxy t-shirt for you. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, Bev and I did a podcast. We were both wearing shirts with dogs on it. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, you chose to go to U of I. You're, you're very yeah. smart. You can get you got into U of I. You're very, yeah. very lucky and fortunate because it's some tough requirements to get in there, right? Yeah. And I applied to the business school. So going through colleges, so rewinding back to when I was obsessed with wanting to play softball at Northwestern. And then I was like, well, I don't want to play anymore. And then my junior year, I was obsessed with going to DePaul. And I'm like, I love the city. I want to go to DePaul, blah, blah, blah. And then I remember walking around the city with Molly and Kate one day. And I was like, kind of just like saw buildings that had DePaul plaques. It was in the loop. So it would have been like their business campus. 
and then I remember thinking like I when I go to a college I want to be engulfed in the college I don't want it to be sprinkled throughout the city I know DePaul has its quad and stuff but I was like I want to go to college I want to be engulfed in college is that, is that what DePaul has is like a spread out campus it's not like a centralized location so there is their centralized location in Lincoln Park like right on Fullerton and um Sheffield basically they have a quad and that's where like the dorms are when you go but for example my littlest brother when he would go to school for his business classes he would take the train to the loop and so his business might as well just stay at home uh no no well that was also my other parents requirements where we had to go away to college to experience become grown up yeah but no more if we weren't playing sports no more than i think two hours away Okay. Because my dad sense. said I'm not driving you guys further. I'm I like, get I respect that. that. So you, yeah. you found U of I. So then I applied to U of I, Purdue, and Michigan State. And, and why, those three sc- why those four schools? Because um, they were all Big Ten schools. Like, I like the idea of going to the Big Ten schools Minus with the sports Iowa. and the atmosphere. Loyola's not a Big Ten school. I didn't apply to Iowa. I thought you, or Loyola. Li- oh, no, no, no. Because I just wanted, like, another, like, not, like, a okay. different. Yeah. Um. And then I was dead set on going to Purdue in high school at the time. I was dating someone who went to U of I and I was like, I'm not going to be that girl who follows her boyfriend to college, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we ended up, I ended up going to U of I cause I got into the business school and I realized that would have been stupid for me to like not go to U of I business school. And then we ended up breaking up right before I went to U of I. Yeah. <laughs> Relationships in college are just not good decisions at all. Yeah. That's one thing I'm going to tell these kids. My kids upstairs is like, listen, relationships in college no just have fun and and stuffs with high fives not i love yous <laughs> <laughs> I high, five, love that. high fives are better than i love yous okay absolutely <laughs> um but i got like i remember writing my uh letter into u of i and i was always like i want to you know the antithesis of june cleaver i want to be a cfo i want to work in the loop like i want to work have a corner office mm-hmm. like that whole type of thing got to u of i very overwhelming I was always used to being like the best and I was very competitive. And then I realized like, oh, I'm finally in a sea of like like-minded. Yeah. Like I'm finally yeah. in a sea of people who are literally S- minimum as smart as me, if not probably a thousand times smarter than me. And who are like, who were like into business, meaning stocks and all that stuff. And I really wasn't. I just knew I wanted to be in business, like that realm. So got really overwhelming and my parents said just major in finance because you can come out of college and find a good job because I always kind of also knew I wanted to do something somewhat entrepreneurial so they're like you can get a good job out of college with a finance degree kind of like stick with that and then find your career route like once you have that solid job out of college so that's kind of what I did so were you there for four or five? At U of I? Yeah. Four. Wow. So you got a U of I finance degree. It's called a finance degree? Yeah. Okay. From University of Illinois in four years. So that means you took the 18 hours a semester. Did you do summer school? No. I No, I didn't do summer school. I didn't even have, I don't think I had any credits carry over either because I didn't take any AP tests. Wow. So that's unheard of right there is doing a business degree I don't in four think years. it is. I think it is. 
I just know because off of my sample size of friends, it takes like eight to 15 years <laughs> to finish college. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to compare your sample size but, of friends. So, the... but my sample size is a true sampler because I tried almost every college in Illinois. Yeah. And, you really did. And I got my full experience. Yeah. I, I, no one can ever say that I did not get the full experience of college because I did. No, you did it right. I did it hundred percent right <laughs> for many years. Yeah. I was like a kiss, the kiss tour, the kiss <laughs> life. The kiss ending tour just kept going on, keeps going on. They've been breaking up since like 94. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like the kiss of college students. <laughs> Rock on, man. It's, it's going to end sooner or later. <laughs> but it did end. And uh, wow. So you, you came out of there with a great, a great degree. Mm-hmm. You got a job right away. Yeah. So technically I was... A contract worker for a company that I had my internship going into senior year with, and that was six months. And then after that six months, like they just didn't have any positions available. Unemployed, working for Mike for a hot second. And my my brother. Yes. Okay. And then just doing like the door to door type of stuff, and then that was for a couple months. And then right like the week going into election week, I got a job offer at a digital ad agency doing billing like vendor billing and accepted it i was there for like a year and a half ish maybe not maybe a year and then like general mills tyson were a bunch of my clients that i was responsible on making sure that like what they're being invoiced for what was delivered on these ad campaigns matched up and made sure that like all the billing was squared away and i saw them like pouring in all this money into social media and by then I had like loosely started trying to do my food blog. So I was like, you know, this is fun. This is marketing. I've always been to mar- into marketing, wanted like a, do more creative stuff with my life than sitting here like stamping approved on all these invoices. Right. So I Google searched social media agencies in Chicago and emailed every single one that came up on the Google search. My current job replied and I've been working with them ever since. <laughs> wow. That's it's a complete 180. Yeah. So did you were you interested in the social media marketing aspect? I mean, the social media marketing it's probably been strong now since 2012, 2013 yeah. where it became a dominant force. Were you interested in it because you saw what the amount of the amount of money the budgets companies were putting into it or was it more the creative side of of the uh you you could express you can express your feelings on certain brands and and you can just blow them up with just what you would think would be great ideas i think it was both i think it was i see this new wave of advertising and these companies are already pouring so much money into it it's just going to be a matter of time until smaller companies also do the same with their own marketing budgets and then to your point then yeah i get to you know have the strategic side doing like social media strategy and all this stuff but at the same token like having creativity like doing shoot briefs being in charge of photo shoots writing copy for posts so you get a kind of a balance of both when you gave up the finance route yeah what your parents say that's sort of a, a tough could be a tough pill to be like hey mom and dad i thank you for paying two hundred thousand dollars plus for my finance degree from U of I, but now I'm going to write content on the internet. I mean, they were fine with it. They were. Yeah. Okay. Well, cause also their thing is 
you know, they, I was lucky enough for them to pay for my degree, yeah. but then their whole thing was after college, you're financially on your own. Right. So if that means using your degree to get like a baller finance job yeah. to pay your bills, that's fine. If that means like, you know, doing what I was doing and going to work for like a small agency, mm-hmm. like I was paying my bills. So yeah. How many people do you know that went to school? I hate to use this analogy with a gun to their head, but they were forced to go to school to study something that they had no interest in doing it, but because they had the bank of mom and dad financing their degree, they had to do they had to do the degree of Well, I didn't have direction. to do my degree. No, I'm not saying you oh, no, no. Okay. no, but how many people do you know and I don't even know if it's like doing the degree or if it's just like on a larger scale like how many people think they need to check off the boxes and follow the line or like follow the leader to like do what's expected of them the check the box mentality where you and i make fun of it all the time of you go to u of i then you move up to lincoln park and then you have a family and then you move to elmhurst or west suburb To Downers and Grove. your second kid, you're out to the burbs. Yeah, second kid, you're already <laughs> yeah. like Elmhurst, Downers Grove, Naperville. Yeah. And then from there, then you go a little bit farther west, like St. Charles. <laughs> oh my God, it's so far away. Yeah, I know. It's like another state from yeah. Chicago. But it's it's following the path. Then you get your Labradoodle, and then you're driving your Range Rover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like I think a lot of people do do that, and I think... Why? Um, I think there's a factor of ease. You're not necessarily taking a chance. They're comfortable. Yeah. And if, if you've listened to any of these so far, that is the biggest, my biggest pillar is you need to feel uncomfortable because if you are comfortable, that means you're not working hard. Yeah. And to like flip the pillow, I don't even know if that's a saying, but you just made it <laughs> flip the pillow. Yeah. You flip it to the cold side. You flip your pillow like in the middle of the night. No, okay. I don't. I fold it in half. I burrito it. Oh God. I have a pillow that's like literally this big. Okay. It's go, like, go to home goods and buy a new pillow. No, I don't. I the pillow that I have is perfect for me. Okay. And it's like this big. It like just goes off the table like an inch. I mean, I, I might as well not even have a pillow, but it's like Seriously. having a blanket. It's like having a sheet. Yeah. There's no you reason like for a sheet. bundle up when you're sleeping over at a friend's house and they forget to give you a pillow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just take a towel. I'll roll it up. It's best for my neck, too, because I had the neck yeah. surgery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm like Beetlejuice with the lady that has a... You see it? No. Really. Right here is the scar. goes from like here to here. Oh, yeah. It's faint. It's yeah. a faint scar on his neck. I know. Well, I had my plastics guy make it look better. Mm. No, I didn't. It's just oh. the surgeon did a great job. Yeah, that's a good that's a good scar. It's very good. Um but okay, so then to counter argue what you just said about like comfortability and people being comfortable in their lives, I think it comes with a certain factor too. Like I've seen a bunch of people talk about how much like they love working for corporate America. So I think if you enjoy if you like enjoy the path you're in and like that's the right path for you as long as you continue to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause like one, I saw like a video on Instagram as I was on my explore page and it was this woman talking about how, why she loves working for corporate America, which I feel like is totally 180, at least for my Instagram feed. Cause you see people talking about like entrepreneurs and startups and all this stuff. She's like, I love the stability. I love like working nine to five. It's I a like guarantee. Yeah. But I think if you're like still challenging yourself within that role, then 
It's yeah. like up to you, no yeah. matter where you're in, whatever fits your lifestyle and your desires to challenge. How many have this discussion at the end of the day? What am I going to have for dinner? Or you ask your significant other or your roommate or whoever you're with at the house, what do you want for dinner tonight? That comes up all the time in our home. And I know when I bring up Palermo's at 63rd Street, I have four happy people with the wife and kids, all very excited to get themselves a sausage pizza with their sweet, distinctive quality sauce. Palermo's at 63rd Street Pizza has been recognized nationally as Chicago's best. You can order it at three different locations. You have the original location, 63rd and Hamlin in the city of Chicago. You got the location in the South Suburbs, Frankfort, Illinois. 44-6 South LaGrange Road, and Palermo's at 63rd and Maryville, brand new location, 2893 East 81st Avenue. Visit Palermo's of 63rd to get all three locations' phone numbers at www.palermosof63rd.com. When you put that order in, tell them Kyle sent you. So you, you did not like the path of stamping envelopes, saying paid and received and invoiced. And you started your, you started a blog, you said, or you started your social media world. Yeah. So how did you start that? What, I know what it is, but explain the first steps. Like, what did you do to get your feet on the social media besides just having your friends and checking in and throwing an LOL out there, a smiley face? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's, I mean, first and foremost, you have to think of a name. Yeah. And then you have to make sure that said name is available as a handle on any of the networks that you want to be available on. Okay. So like Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok are the four that I'm on. Um, that's just social media. And then you have to go and you have to like purchase a domain, register with all this stuff, like purchase WordPress and then purchase themes, put together like an entire website. Right. Um, so then once you have all those checked off, then you can start writing posts. But when when you started doing this, yeah. what was your idea before you started your blog? Like, what what was the infatuation with your topic? And what is your topic? Because a lot of people are listening to this and they have no clue. So my blog is bits and bites, and my topic is I would say eighty percent food, easy recipes. I've always loved cooking, and like my family grew up like my both my parents are good cooks, grew up with really good food, so I've always loved cooking. But I always, like, I've always, like, I've always had the kiss mentality, which is, like, keep it simple, stupid. I felt like I would go online and try and read recipes, and it's, like, I don't want to do all this. Like, I don't want to go to the store and buy all of these ingredients. Buy thyme. Thyme. <laughs> <laughs> that was called thyme? Yeah, thyme. Go to the Jewel and ask them for the some thyme. Jewel's Oscars. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, can I get thyme? Yeah. Um, and then it's also just mixed in with, like, you know, I, like, Cocked, I like to make cocktails. I also like to sprinkle in some of my lifestyle stuff because I go on my Instagram stories a lot and I talk about like makeup I'm using. But or that, that's now. When you first started it. It what? was kind of, it, it's still kind of the same way, but I'm just doing it with a little more um, consistency and like yeah. authority. Because before you I was have a credibility little. credibility to it now. Yeah, and before I was like super self-conscious about it all. So like now I'm just kind of going out there being like, this is like the stuff I like. These are the recipes I'm making. This is the extracurricular, I'll call it, stuff. Like this one I'm buying at Ulta. This one I'm shopping for at Target. You're unapologetic. 
Yeah. It, you take take me for it. It's, it's, yeah. It if, is yeah. It is. If you don't want to follow me or if you follow me and then you don't, then like I'm not going to be offended because I do that all the time to people. I initially like their stuff and then I'm like, mm, this really isn't serving me anymore. When did you come up with this idea of I want to become the bits and bites? So in college, I followed a couple food bloggers and I'm like, this is awesome. And then I kind of took a little gumption, like did one halfway like half ass in my first job from college and like didn't really know what I was doing and then I would say about three or four years ago I like actually started getting serious about my photography like bought a decent camera started getting like serious with my photography and my styling and now most recently I've started getting more serious with my SEO so and SEO, for people that don't know what that is? Search engine optimization. So okay. when you search for a macaroni and cheese recipe on Google, you want to be the first couple posts because people don't. As soon as someone has to pop over to page two of Google, like people They're don't done. pop over to page two. So you want to be within like the first, it's like within the first like seven, I think. So you, five years ago, six years ago, you started with bits and bites. You just yeah. started with small little things here or there. Yeah. And you found that the website's available. Yeah. And did you put together like a business plan, like an informal business plan of like your roadmap to how this is going to be su- successful? No. You literally just took darts and started throwing them at the wall <laughs> and saw this, and which one stuck. You go that way. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And it's always been like trying to balance my like work with blogging and then just also wanting to enjoy life and not really wanting to sacrifice like being able to drop everything on a dime when my friends say let's go out to dinner tonight like I want to be able to do that too um but like within the past couple months I've been working with my therapist like work with how different working techniques will work with my brain so like I can balance everything because I do really want to prioritize my blog to ideally make more passive income via ad revenue. Work harder, not smarter. What's the difference between passive income and ad revenue on a blog? So passive income is ad revenue. You can have ads on your website and then like those ad networks, for example, I just have Google AdSense right now because I don't have enough views for like the larger ones. So then like I get paid off of Google AdSense for like how many sessions I have on my blog, like people clicking through to the ads because obviously the ads are tailored to them. So then I make money off that, which is passive because I don't have to actively publish posts, shoot recipes, promote product. It's just literally people going on my website and like seeing ads and clicking them. So bits and bytes came to your mind six, seven years ago, right? Yeah. And you threw it out there initially to your friends. Or like, no. hey, social media world. How did I mean? Oh yeah. You, you so like, I like rebranded. So I like, like 2017, I rebranded. So what was your original brand? What do you mean you rebranded? What was primary then? Just you, like a stupid name. What was the stupid name? <laughs> it's literally like Red Velvet Snow. Was it? Red Velvet it's really Snow. Stupid. It's so stupid. No, it's not. It, Think about it. Who, who would think that uh, Amazon would have been? That's true. But you know, I, I just Google. wanted something who more says, like. Who, who would ever say Google 20 years ago? That's what? true. I never thought of it like that. But I did want something more like snippy and like. Cute and fun and Yeah. Alive. And like my name's Katie Kelly and then my blog's Bits and Bites. Like 
I like the alliteration that goes along with all of it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and then I also wanted something to reflect, like, when people, like, when I tell them what I post about, oh, it makes sense that you post about food because you have bites in your name. You have bits and bites. Right. But then when I say, oh, but bits is kind of dedicated to my more lifestyle content, it's like, you know, lifestyle bits. So it makes, it kind of aligns more with everything. So, yeah, 2017, I rebranded, like, bought a whole new website. To bits and bites. Yes. And red velvet snow was melted away. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Where did you come up with red velvet oh snow? Oh my God. I don't even know. Yeah, Literally. you do. Let's hear no, it. No, I do know. So red velvet's my favorite cake. Okay. And then I love Kings of Leon. And they have a song called Velvet Snow. So I literally tried to be different, combine two separate things. And it's like, you know what? Don't break something or don't fix something that's not broken. And then like the name just was so stupid. It's so embarrassing. Red Velvet Snow. Yeah, so dumb. <laughs> I, I can't say it's dumb because, like I said, Google sounds dumb. Amazon sounds dumb. Yeah. You know, for an online bookstore that turned into this juggernaut or Zappos sounds yeah. dumb. Who would ever but say like Zappos? Red Velvet Snow sounds like really dumb. <laughs> it is pretty dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. It was also like me, like. When I, like, I look back at that time, I was super timid, super self-conscious. I feel like I wasn't really, I wanted to do it, but I wasn't really, like, jumping in, like, full-fledged because I was worried what other people would think. And then it kind of, like, through the years, it, like, my confidence built and I kind of embraced it more. And then within the last couple months, I've, like, really embraced every, like, posting, like, putting myself, talking to my Instagram stories and everything more. So the rebranding happened. And you built up a, a pretty solid base with Red Velvet Snow, or no. was it just your peer your peer group? Yeah, that was basically like whoever followed me on Instagram. Okay, from friends and like college, okay. and family, just yeah. so bits and bites came came to life. And then how did you grow that? I mean, you, you have an idea, yeah, at its infancy of bits and bites. Yeah, it came from it originated from Red Velvet Snow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's like. Red- <laughs> It's like a bad, like like an eighties rap group. <laughs> it, ever since watching Game of Thrones, it reminds me of that uh, red, red wedding. Yeah, I'm thinking of like a uh, like a late eighties like pop hip hop. Like The Shining. No. Oh no. Not, not, nothing like that. Like a hip hop soup boys group called Red Velvet Snow. With like red velvet. Yeah, uh, and they got like pants parachute on pants on, and they all do like the MC Hammer style dancing. Literal red velvet jumpsuits. Yeah, and they all sing like falsetto voices. <laughs> they do the Running Man all the time. But it, but bits and bites came from a uh, a foundational idea of red velvet snow. As silly as it sounds, but that's yeah. the truth. And then you're like, okay, well, let's really build on bits and bites. Yeah. So you you took your group that you had with red velvet snow, and now you're at bits and bites. How did that first year go of growth? How did that first year go with your creativity and the branding of it to make sure that? What you felt would be a good progression because you obviously had no business plan. You yeah. had no, no really formalized plan. You went on gut instinct and yeah. you thought if it's going on the right direction, then we're going to keep going with it on one way. But if not, we're going to do a We're going to do a swerve. And we're going to go down another road. How did yeah. that first year go? So the first year was kind of split in half because I was still living in the city for a little bit and kind of like funds were tight, like paying rent, going out all the time, enjoying my life. So I was kind of trying to do everything on the cheap end. And then I moved home for a couple months and then I was like, okay, I'm going to splurge on a new camera. Like, so I bought a new camera and I kind of started getting 
better when it came to like the technical stuff. I started spending a little more money. So the first year was split in half, like trying to do it on the cheap, realizing like you're not going to keep up with the rest if you literally don't own a freaking camera to shoot your recipes on. And then learning, buying a camera, learning how to like stage stuff, lighting and everything. So that was my that was whole it was like first pho- year. It was like, yeah, like photography was mainly like my whole first year, just like trying and attempting to nail down photography. And what was your growth in followers in that first year? I have no clue. You didn't follow those metrics at all? And, no. And see. Literally no clue. So you're... you're because, one. well, so I'm going to counter that with, I didn't necessarily follow it because I've always, and like, even in my uh, nine to five job, we always preach to people like, you don't own social media accounts. So like if Instagram went away, did I just dedicate all this time to Instagram when like, then I just have a website sitting dormant? So I like always, that's why I like focus on the photography that obviously was published to Instagram, but I wasn't necessarily like, obviously I want to grow my Instagram, but I've always been kind of focused on like the technical back end right. stuff of it. Cause I don't own social networks. That's interesting. So now fast forward five years. Yeah. How many followers do you have? Um, I think a little over 5,800. 5,800. In, in the world of social, in, in the world of social media, is that, is that some credible numbers? 5,800. Um, I don't, I think like if you have less amount of followers than that, you think so. Like, obviously I don't think so. Obviously I want more. Right. So I just think it's all depends on the relativity for me personally. No, obviously I want more. So what would you say right now if you had somebody that wanted to dive into the social media world? Yeah. And the, and society right now is packed with what they call these influencers. Yeah. And it's a younger generation thing. I think, well, pretty much anyone's a, a social media influencer. If yeah. you're promoting something, I mean, Enspirate's a social media influencer. Yeah. I went back on Facebook just purely to influence <laughs> on, on Enspirate. To influence and then make sure that everyone knew that Kelly Park was flooded during Party in the Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, but I, but I, I, my... I've always had a plan of what my, oh my God, I'm <laughs> the microphone stand. Look at all that reverb right there. But I, I knew going into, going back onto social media, what my plan was. Yeah. And I knew I was, what I was using it for. And that was to promote Enspirate because yeah. I have a, a large, I think a large amount of unique views, unique visitors that see that. Mm-hmm. And that was my plan. And my unofficial branding of social media prior to that was just purely comedy was just immature funny it, it was it was just satire satire immature funny just a lot of gray jokes gray area jokes but i never crossed the line but yeah. i came pretty close to crossing the line and tippy-toed up to it i, I tippy-toed <laughs> up i went up to the diving board and i looked down and i'm like okay i went too far and i would come back i didn't jump off of it i saw where i was about to fall yeah and i knew that and i knew what type of brand i built on that because if someone said Kyle Hastings on Facebook, they're like, oh my God, it's funny. Yeah. And I knew that and I went for that direction. I And I always went for that direction. So that's when I, when I was off and I was off purely just because I couldn't stand it anymore. Yeah. I stuck on the Instagram, which is, I think, still fun. It's, you know, it's it's clean. Yeah. Clean, it does, uh, clean by mean like no political or, or, or platform topics. Yeah. But I knew if I went back to Facebook, it would be for a reason. It was to introduce the, the, this new platform of Enspirate. Mm-hmm. That's why I did it. But I know that I want a certain amount of followers based off of the reach. 
and the different and what I look at is different unique listeners that have different views across all all realms. Yeah. Where I have a younger demographic that's listening to this, I have the older demographic, I have a demographic from this community, that community, and it all comes into the big melting pot of views yeah. and listens. That's the name of the game. Yeah. What social media platforms right now in your ranking are the, let's say, top three or four? I mean, I'm really only on, well, I guess I'm technically on five. Um, I freaking love TikTok. Why? What, what, makes, what makes TikTok the, the attractive, uh, the attractive platform i'm in, i'm moving my microphone as you can yeah, see you're right there, my back <laughs> is sore i did it like a big workout this morning and i'm like starting a to get big, like big workout I'm, I'm feeling it right now i gotta get jacked up for molly's wedding i gotta be jacked Dude, up i know i gotta shed some lbs you're fine you're i got okay. my dress tailored today and i was like oh i thought i went in more <laughs> did they let it out how much did you bring in no we let it out <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot i just pounded the table why why is there two different colors on the back we added some <laughs> when did these patches get here i didn't order a suit <laughs> i didn't i didn't order a hillary clinton pantsuit i ordered a dress <laughs> um all right so the top okay, so I love social media tiktok um why tiktok, TikTok? so tiktok there's just a lot of different reasons uh first i feel like TikTok, because it was such a new platform, especially going into 2020, like a ton of people downloaded it in the beginning of quarantine. It was in such that discoverability phase where when you go on the app, you are automatically fed your for you page, which is custom curated videos that TikTok thinks you would like based on what you previously watched and liked. So you go on and it's you're served a bunch of people you don't follow. So right now, if I went on a TikTok, TikTok would automatically put videos on my feed tailored to me because i'm googling the milk creek challenge <laughs> and i'm i'm watching watching chumps and fools and i don't know because molly your sister for example for those who don't know molly when i reference she downloaded tiktok maybe like a couple months ago and her for you page was all older videos that were more trendy so she was like what like i don't like any of this so i said you kind of have to go through and you have to like more i think it's a little more based on what you like in app rather than like being served instagram ads right um but what is what is tiktok because like myself and sarah we people forward us these videos and honestly i all i see on tiktok are the these Poor saps climbing up milk crates and biting it. I think it's the funniest thing ever. I um, haven't seen any milk crate challenges. You haven't yet? seen any milk no. crate challenges. Oh um, my god! While I, you search I, have, for that, have I'll you explain. been living in a cave? No. Well, my, I don't get served that on TikTok. You need to get served and serve milk crate challenges because that is the bomb. Do the kids say bomb anymore? No, you can. Okay. You can say whatever you want. But I also, to like, aside from a pure strategy standpoint and TikTok being great for discoverability and yeah. growing your brand. Here's, here's a milk. Oh my God. <laughs> he broke his face. <laughs> Why are people Why would people that? do that? I don't know. But I do know this is that I'm enjoying every single one of them when I see it. Yeah. And I can't stop laughing while watching them because they're the most absurd things ever. The, these people must be getting like the, the cash pots for these 
Must be. See, like this here. This is another one. Let me see. This is is this off TikTok or no? This is Reels. So I don't oh, get you, it. Why is that fun? Why is that video fun? I don't know. I'm not. That's what TikTok is. Is Reels, right? Reels is kind of like that's um, on Instagram. I call Reels the outlet store of TikToks. It is TikTok trends that have been so far past gone that are now people on my Reels. age. The, f- the 40 plus year olds are now like, like, oh, this is cool. I should do it. But you guys, you youngsters were doing like this we five years like, ago. Yeah. Yeah. I always call it like the off brand. But then again, Reels too is curated to like what you. So I get like a lot of social media tips and stuff on mine and like food Reels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think TikTok has been and I think it will always be an unpolished network like people talk. I've seen, you know, like I follow a bunch of therapists and like f- like women who work in the medical field stuff like that or even like i've came across videos of new moms talking about like their postpartum journeys and they're like why does no one ever talk about this type of stuff so i feel like it's very unpolished and people it's more relatable than instagram instagram can be a little like polished want to show off like only the highlight reels whereas tiktok's kind of like this is it (laughs) how long is a tiktok video uh it can be as short as a couple seconds or as long as three minutes so there's there's up to a three minute mark that you can get on it and the three minute feature is new though and it's kind of a little long how could you talk about postpartum in 15 seconds well that's the thing like you can take up to how like three minutes or a minute okay so just kind of like some trends for example are some audios are trending and those are like seven seconds so tiktok is just videos there's no text or or you can do text overlays okay so that means like i'm doing a video but then i'll put like i do on my instagram page of like my workout phase and training day yeah like your stories like how you do like p3 yeah you could do text overlays on tiktok videos okay and then they also have um they have like filters and like different editing tools yeah. in app. And then you can do the text overlays, sounds. And then they recently, like I think a couple of months ago, released a captions feature. So you can put captions on your videos for people who can't have like hearing disabilities. Okay. So they're making awesome. it, inc- yeah, they're making it inclusive, inclusive. which is nice because people before, like I before, would type out what I was saying to try yeah. and like be mindful of right. everyone but then they recently came out with the captions what what age grouping or demographic is the tiktok meant for is it is it like the it's all over you're all shaking your over. head all over i literally follow a woman i follow like grandma like there's literally like two grandmas that i follow i think their granddaughters or grandsons they post on their up. behalf yeah. yeah but like they're on it like i have like Older, like, it's everywhere, right. all over the place. Is it safe, we'll say, for a 13-year-old, 12-year-old? I, let me pull up my app. Because I, 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 I hear mixed things on that from friends of mine that are juvenile officers, juvenile police officers, and they're like, just stay off of it. it it's, the, it's the kiss of death because kids just, they cannot, they cannot really truly understand the ramifications of putting something out there so yes that in regards to consuming content however i just looked at my tiktok settings and there is like a family friendly option 
So it says keep TikTok family friendly. Yeah, family friendly. Family pairing allows you to customize your teen's TikTok settings for a safer experience. Set a limit on your teen's watch time. Limit content that isn't suitable for your teen. Manage your teen's privacy and safety settings. Choose whether your teen can have a private or public account. So you can come by here and you can help us set up Maggie's TikTok. Okay. Because that created a big time, big time issue. I'm like, you're not on TikTok. She hated me for like a day. Yeah, I get it. Like when, I mean, like MySpace and stuff was a thing when right. I was her age and my parents were like, absolutely not. Yeah. If you had a daughter my age, would you have her on TikTok? I don't, I don't even know. I, I would explore that family pairing option. Yeah. Because I think it comes also to, a, from my literally no experience parenting advice um, yeah I, <laughs> I think it also besides just comes you helping <laughs> us out with the trendy <laughs> yeah, for seventh grade photos for yeah that's fine thank you i think it comes to um like they're gonna kind of do it no matter what yeah, like I their know. friends are gonna come over be honest so you may yeah. as well just kind of be like open and honest and have like a yeah. good relationship we, we're pretty good with that yeah here. yeah all right so that's number one is the the tiktok i call it the tick and talk but tiktok that is the number one trend of yeah. social media influencing is that yeah, I think so. Number two. I still say Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Why? Um, because it's still between TikTok and Instagram, how you publish content, whether it be, you know, TikTok videos, Instagram in-feed posts or videos, or Instagram stories. Like, in a world that's very saturated with influencers and social media marketing um, people, no one is you so like that's even in my job what we tell our clients like no one is you you like your personality is what's going to set you apart from the crowd and what's going to attract followers so I just think TikTok and Instagram are the best channels to showcase that personality and like why people would want to follow you and like your self number three uh Pinterest Pinterest. Yeah. That's considered social media. It is. Yeah. Why Pinterest? Um, because it, you can directly link to, like, obviously you publish these pins and you link them to your websites. So if you're looking for a more direct conversion from social media to your website or anything, I think Pinterest is kind of your best bet because TikTok or Instagram, you have to rely on people to like click through the link in your profile and like people's attention spans are short. Pinterest, it's you see a pretty picture, you want to make that recipe, you click through right to the recipe. And is Pinterest more geared towards the arts and crafts and and of food and lifestyle? No, it's whatever, really. Really? Yeah. Should I be on Pinterest? Um, You need like a visual component. Well, so I have like photos of all the... Like, I'm going to eventually have to get a photo of, like, you and I. Yeah. With your cat shirt. I know. That's why I wore this shirt. Seriously? I was like, I'm going to have to take a picture. Do you have a selfie stick? We can do it. <laughs> no. You don't have one in that giant have, like, duffel bag that you brought here? <laughs> no, I have, like, heels and spanks in there, I think, <laughs> from going to why would you have dress spanks? alteration fitting. Why would... Do you carry spanks all the time in the bag? No, because I went to my dress alteration fitting at, like, So you had to, like, zip it up. <laughs> like, tuck it in. <laughs> and then you just, like, tucked it in. I'm like, mm. Heels and spanks. Yeah. Sounds like a party. Yeah. I don't think I can wear heels in my dress. Okay. It's a little too floody. Floody? Or? Floody. Like, the dress is, like, I can't wear heels in the bridesmaid's dress. We're standing next to Molly, so it's (laughs) 
not wear any shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll give Molly platforms. Molly's like four foot eight. <laughs> she's she's a little vertically challenged. All right, so that's Pinterest. Yeah. And then I, the fourth would be Facebook. Yeah. Why is Facebook off the list now? Um, I just like don't really see that much ROI on it unless you already have an established page. But Facebook was kind of, in my opinion, the first social media platform to be super pay to play, meaning like you have to spend ad money yes. to get like any, your post in front of any eyeballs. And I still just think it's very heavily like that. Really? So I think it's still you worth your time, especially like a lot of times I'll just copy and paste like Instagram captions and then link my recipe. Yeah. So you're really not putting in any extra legwork, but like if I don't get to Instagram or if I don't get to Facebook for the day, it's not like, oh, shoot, I forgot to post on Facebook today. Because it's very singular because it's people that have to specifically like follow your follow page. You. Yeah. And, yeah. You have to and I don't want to or... spam all my friends with like sharing everything all the time. Right. So, yeah. So it, it's really interesting. Now, the bits and bites part of it in the last couple of years, when were those times where you had a knot in your stomach thinking, am I doing the right thing? Is this, am I in the right realm? Am I going down the right path? Um, never. <laughs> Not really. It's yeah. Because my thing is, is like, this is mine that I'm building like from right. the ground up. So I'm going to kind of do what I want. Yeah. And if I lose followers or something like, just kind of like go with the flow. Like there's ebbs and flows of everything. Yeah. So like no one's telling me what to build this into. So it's like mine. So if I want to do something, I just right. go for it. What type of victories have you had where it was like the end of the Breakfast Club movie where he's walking across the field and he gives <laughs> like the fist pump in the air? How many fist pumps have you given? Um, Besides more making recently, the choice of wearing a cat t-shirt <laughs> with a unicorn that's faded out. I got my biker shorts on and my white rubber shoes too. What a trainer. I was going to wear my uh, hoops to look pretty uh, Gen Z. Look, what? <laughs> Gen Z? What's Gen Z? Gen Z, Generation Z. Oh, I thought that was another new word that the kids are using. It's like Gen Z. I'm like, yeah, look, Gen Z. <laughs> no, you should go around saying I'm that. I'm not though. at all. I'll never do that. Um, Sorry, what was your question? I forgot. <laughs> oh, no, the fist pump moment. Like, you had, oh. like, a victories. Your, so, your like, victories. my first, like, working, like, the first couple of times I worked with brands. Really? Um, what brands? What brands do you work so with? So, early on... I do a lot of my work through like third-party influencer agencies okay. who like the brand. They're like the middlemen between the brand and the influencers. Explain that. Um, so there are blogging networks where brands will go to these companies and say like, hey, we want to target bloggers who live in the Chicagoland area who shop at Walmart okay. for our product, like a veggie burger, like a beer one then, specific product a company will hire an agency for to yeah to do and then they do like obviously and then yeah so then that company on their website posts like this campaign the details the networks the clients like the networks and then you hit apply and like you have to pitch so like for a lot of these i see oh yeah like i could de that definitely falls in the realm of like what i post about and then it's like a product, so then I have to think of a recipe that goes with their product that's kind of goes along with what I post, but also will stand out from the crowd. Right. So you apply, 
and then you get accepted or denied. Okay. So those have been like the bulk of what I have done. Like I worked with Corona a couple of years ago. And I, I Corona? Made a, yeah, I made a tequila summer shandy. So they come to you? So this was party. like I applied on the blogging network website. And pitched And I got idea. accepted. Yeah. Like last summer I worked with Bud Light Seltzers. With two locations in the Chicago suburbs, TM Tire is both a passenger car tire and a commercial truck tire sales and service shop. Their friendly staff will be happy to quote you on any new tires, which also includes sales and service of semi-truck tires. To all of our truck friends, TM Tire also recaps and sells semi-truck tires. After you receive your quote from the Crestwood and New Lenox, Illinois locations, tell them Kyle from the Inspired Podcast sent you, and you'll receive $5 off the labor of every new tire purchased at TM Tire. It's so, so, that's so cool. (laughs) So Corona, you you applied, you pitch your idea to Corona of how you can make this brand I pitched my idea, yeah, to the influencer network. Okay, and And they're they're like, yes, we want you to do this. This yeah. is a great idea. Yeah. They bring it back to Corona's marketing team. And Corona's marketing team gives it a green light. Like, this is a cool idea. Yeah. They literally pay you fractions of pennies on the dollar based off this whole profit to come up with this idea. And your job is to say, hey, we're going to make Corona Shandies this summer. Yeah. Like, I, then they have like, photo requirements and like talking points and stuff that I'll have to incorporate into a blog post and making sure that I hit like the guidelines for everything. Um, but yeah, like basically I make the recipe, shoot it, write the post, submit it, get everything reviewed. Did you have to have a certain number of followers? And no, hits? that's what's sweet. Cause I worked with Corona when I was like fairly new. And that's a major, major brand. Yeah. So that was your first victory. You're like, man, I can't believe I got this. Yeah, like I that went was from really cool. Literally me making chop salad in the kitchen <laughs> to I have the major brand Corona and I just branded yeah. Corona shanties that I made. Yeah. The idea. That was really cool. Wow, it's huge. And then you moved on to the seltzer, the Bud Light seltzer. Yeah, I mean I've had other like sponsored posts in between and I'll also pitch companies too. Like I've pitched Aldi before a couple years yeah. ago, worked with them. Um so it's kind of a mix of both pitching companies and then going on these influencer networks and applying with my recipe ideas. Yeah. Um, like this past week, I've signed like three contracts wow. for sponsored posts. Can you talk so like, about them? Not yet. I don't know, actually. So let's talk about the three that you can talk about. Your last three. What oh, were they? those weren't my last three. I've had. No, no let's talk about your last I three. I mean, I had one go live yesterday. I paid one. Okay. So can you, you can talk about that, right? Yeah. Okay. So what, what is it? So here, so your recipes and all the stuff that you do, did, uh, Sarah's a big fan of your page. Oh, she thanks. uses your recipes. And, I love it. Uh, it's awesome. It's like legit, legit <laughs> fun stuff that families could eat. And she's used it's, them. On it's bits, easy. And on bits and bites. Yes. That's it, right? Yes. And it's at bits and bites. At bits, bites, blog. Bits, bites, blog. Yes. On Instagram. Instagram, yeah. And then those who are on the tick and talk. It's Bits Bites blog too. So across all platforms, it's the same. Yes. Awesome. That's the key. So the one that just went live yesterday, what is it? Um, the one that just went live yesterday was a grilled queso. So this, I applied to this campaign and the main product focus was this company salsa. 
And then the second product focus was their tortilla strips. What's the name of it? Um, yeah, Green Mountain Gringo. Okay. And so they like ask you a couple of questions, you know, like, are you available to shop in these stores, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of fill out a questionnaire to make sure that you're really the right fit. And then they say, what are your ideas for, they kind of give you a just to like, we want to focus on fall recipes like tailgating, but don't mention any specific, like don't mention large gatherings, like yeah, especially now, right. blah, blah. So then I kind of sit there and I mull it over. Like I'll go on Pinterest, go on my past recipes, try and find something that's falls in line with something that would, I would post on a regular basis. But that also like, I think the brand would really like. So then I came up with the recipe. I didn't come up. There's so many grilled queso recipes. But I had never done one before, so I was like, this is perfect pitch. So I pitched them. I get an email maybe like a week or two later saying, you've been approved. Please accept the campaign conditions within like, I think, 48 hours. So then I accept it. They give me a prepayment to like get all the goods. And then I submit my blog post with photos and like everything. They approve it. And then... Like a week goes by and then I go live with everything. Wow. And then I have to submit like my links and everything. Right. So, so this, this grilled queso goes on to now do each one of these social media influencing campaigns that you have, do they progressively build like you want this one next, you want this level and then that level and that level, or is it, you just take what comes in. So Eat what you kill mentality more or less. Um, it's a little bit of, both it depends on the network because like for example this one network that i do a lot of work with i don't get to state my price so it's always kind of around like the same price no matter like what my followers are or anything but then other networks allow you to state your price for like what you would charge for the campaign that they have in mind so like i'm working with one protein shake okay and i stated my price for a tiktok video so like that was a name your own price. So it kind of like goes hand in hand. Like if it's a just a price point, it's like, okay, like, do I want to work with this brand? Like I probably do. And I'm also, it's not like my living. So I'm just kind of like, oh, this is fun. I could probably incorporate this. Could this be your living if you get to a certain level? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Your brand before you made your grilled queso, what were you working on with that? Um... So the one I had before that was Lifeway Kefir. Okay, what is that? Um, it's a so Lifeway is the brand, and they have a handful of products. Like Kefir is their main product. It's basically like it's a probiotic like milk drink, but it's ninety nine point nine percent lactose free, and it's probiotic like packed with protein. It kind of like I'm not allowed to say this in my content I post, but like it kind of tastes like a almost like a runny yogurt like it has that like do i have to beep that out when i do the editing are you because you're not allowed to put it in content but yet this is content no because it's i don't think because it's not my content it's my content yeah i think i I can always edit it out um (laughs) i could put a doorbell noise and that's what i had to do with this (laughs) with the other podcast for the uh hurricane harvey i had to put a doorbell noise in there just in case i don't want to (laughs) The attorney's knocking on the door. Yeah. So I put a, I might put a cat meow in or something. <laughs> um, but they're found in Aldi. So they initially found me on TikTok 
And they're like, you can purchase our product in Aldi. We'd love to do like trying Aldi finds type of videos because right. I do those videos. So I did two sponsored posts with them back in like February and March or like March and April. And then they came back and asked me to do a three month series, like one wow. post a month. So that was my largest contract I've signed to date. That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, I just had another one that I pitched. Well, like they sent out an email and I applied and I pitched, signed them. And then. What's the competition that you're, how many are you going against when you pitch these things? I have no clue. Have you ever, has anyone ever shared with like what a past was? So say you were promoting Scott's lawn fertilizer to make your lawn look beautiful. And you pitch this idea, and then you won it. Do they ever tell you, like, yeah, you, there was a uh, fifty-eight people that submitted? So the thing is with these like campaigns, it's not just me. So if I go, they always give you campaign hashtags too. For example, like the post I posted yesterday. If I click on the campaign hashtags, I'll see a whole slew of posts of influencers that also published their recipes within this campaign so they also pay them because they have a whole yeah different yeah yeah yeah. so group. it's like a whole total budget and then like okay yeah so, and everyone gets a slice of the pie yeah it's not well like what they say they're yeah. gonna pay me i don't have to split with anyone but it is like yeah they'll accept a handful of influencers to make it's it a awesome. more well-rounded campaign i may have to hop on the tick and tack you are it is so it's like so funny, and then there's other posts that are like very informative. As long as I can see people climb up milk crates and fall off them, I'll be perfectly happy with the Tick and Talk. Be very, very happy with Tick and Talk. You will thoroughly enjoy TikTok. Yeah, I can't do it. I probably could. I you, don't know. You could, we'll and see. then you'd come crawling out of your room like three days later and be like, I downloaded TikTok. Just, <laughs> just a mess. Three days scrub. <laughs> just a train wreck, just itching. <laughs> Yeah, where have you been? I yeah. downloaded TikTok. <laughs> God, have you been on a bender? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So when when you were doing the whole build out to this, did you have any nerves of because you made that big, you made a change of, you know, you, you made a change from red velvet salsa or whatever <laughs> name it was. We can call it that. Red velvet snow. <laughs> and now you're you're going to beef this up to bits and bites no because this was like i was so i'm like this is this name is stupid it's irrelevant like let's go let's like yeah. get the you were like a, a caterpillar transforming into a, a, a butterfly. beautiful butterfly yeah thank you i don't want to say beautiful <laughs> you said beautiful but a uh, a butterfly that's what this was mm-hmm. how many people do you know that sit on ideas and they don't pull the trigger on doing them like this um, like a bits and bites that you hear it, you're like, that's such a great idea, but they just don't pull the trigger. There are certain people, I really believe, you have a segment of the population that are they'll pull the trigger. That yeah. they'll, they'll they'll attempt, knowing that there's 99% failure rate, but yeah. they'll try it. Yeah. And then you'll have some that are talkers. They're not doers. They're, yeah. Their their lips flap, and all they get out of them is air. They have yeah. the best ideas, but they've never implemented any of their ideas. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I hear a lot of people like talking, oh, I should do this, I should do that. And especially like, I just also, granted, there's a lot of bloggers now today, but 
I just find it like a nice outlet, like creative outlet. Therapeutic for you? Yeah. Like I love shooting because, you know, I spend majority of my day like writing content and being, you know, like knee deep in social media. And then for example, Saturday, I'm having a shoot day where like I will spend probably five to six hours in my parents' kitchen. Like I have everything organized. Like I'm going home to make my shot list tonight. So I make my shot list tomorrow afternoon. I'll go grocery shopping Saturday morning. I'll organize everything into piles so that I can just like boom, 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 shoot the recipes. And it just like gets me off my phone. I like play music. I'm in my own world. Like I'm focused. You're zoned in. It's like a game. Like you're playing. You're back on the softball field. You're zoned in. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like strategy. Like I have to like get all this done. It's busy. It's creative. Like I'm styling every different recipe and stuff. So it's just like a nice to like be in my own world. Yeah. And I like highly recommend like anyone who's like, oh, I should start that. I'm like, you should, it, you don't have to make any money off of it, but if you want a creative outlet yeah, or something like if your job, if you like your job, but it isn't giving you necessarily like the creativity you're craving or you're like just looking to find more connection, I go for it. That's what this is for me. This yeah. whole on spray thing. This is therapeutic. I, first of all, I enjoy talking and I enjoy learning. I truly enjoy like listening to people's stories, Yeah, but that's what this outlet is for me. It's therapeutic. You know, thankfully, I, I do have sponsors to offset the costs of, oh, yeah. of what I put into this. You know, and I'm very thankful for that. And as I'm growing, I'm learning more about this. You know, I guess sponsors come in after you fit a, a certain download, a certain downloads, then they start placing them almost like a Google AdSense, but yeah. they do it for podcast. But for me, this is just purely an opportunity for me to talk to people and learn more. And not only that, but your story, someone could resonate. You know, they, they can resonate too and they'd be like, wow, that's, that's me. Why, why don't yeah. I do that? Yeah, exactly. That's what, you know, I make the recipes cause I thoroughly enjoy them and I enjoy cooking and then I like photographing them. But then like you say, like Sarah, like if one person's like, I made your recipe it's and I win. loved it, it's worth it. It's one. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, that's awesome because yeah. I enjoy making my own recipes, but right. I'm like very biased. <laughs> I, I had a mom it's at the kids drop off yeah. uh, yesterday came up to me she's like i've listened to two podcasts my entire life and you're the second one and i absolutely love it that's awesome i was i was just completely thrown off yeah I'm like thank you I, I didn't know what to say to her i was like i'm really it's so sweet you told me that yeah and she goes it's completely inspired me people need to be good people yeah and that's what you know that's what you talked about i was like wow it's like really <laughs> i was really really thrown that's off by awesome. that yeah it, and i i've gotten that a lot and it, that's the most rewarding thing is yeah. when someone reaches out totally unexpected Speaking of totally unexpected, I'm gonna be on my first radio show on Wednesday. Shut up. Yeah, for who? I'm gonna put it up. It's on 102.3. It's on Rejoice FM. I think it is. It's a uh, Daryl Dean. It's at six six thirty, six thirty to seven o'clock. Yeah, it's six thirty to uh, seven. Six thirty a.m. Six thirty p.m. to seven p.m. in prime time. What are you gonna talk about? Dance Break Podcast. He wants oh. to talk to me about it. Oh, I just thought you were like, all right, and here's no. No, I got invited. Here's I, the fifth Foo Fighters I, song in a row. Toronto no, uh, <laughs> Foo Fighters. No. We can end this podcast right now, and I'll just totally diss bits and bites, and no one will follow you, and everyone will hate and we'll you. We'll go back to status quo. We'll go back to Red Velvet Snow. <laughs> what are you kicking? I, you're my feet are over here. Just because we're both seven feet tall doesn't mean. <laughs> no, I, I bought I bought Daryl Dean, the radio show host, two books. It's underneath about seven of those bags. I bought him the two books that like changed my life. That's awesome. I'm gonna give them to him. Like here, this is a I pay love it that. forward. 
That's sweet. Here. I'm going to autograph them, even though someone else wrote it. I'll autograph yeah. these books. <laughs> Get a Polaroid picture of yourself and put it in there. Be yeah. Like, Here, you can use this as a bookmark. I'm going to Glamour Shots at the mall. <laughs> I'm getting my new pose done. <laughs> yeah, that's next Wednesday. This will already be, this. the radio show would already be aired and played by the time this goes on. Nice. But yeah, that's next Wednesday. It's going to be pretty. That's exciting. I'm excited about it. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to promote. I'm nervous about it. Yeah. And but it's I'm reaching a an a community that I really don't have reach to. Yeah. You know, and right now that this is growing little by little for every that's okay. You're you're I'm like what table. is that? Like a porcelain hydro flask? Yeah, well it's uh it looks like a bowling ball. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh what it, God, does. it does. It's like a recycled bowling ball from the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wake all the kids up, dogs sleeping, everyone's sleeping. But yeah, it's an opportunity to reach more of a community. Like I'm getting steady growth on this. Yeah. But now I get to reach more people. And the whole goal for me out of this is that there's so many people that have stories that encourage, inspire, and motivate that. Now, if they reach out, I'll I'll interview them in a heartbeat. That, yeah. Because it's everyday people. It's the person when you're at your grocery store, you're doing your grocery store run tonight or tomorrow? No, tomorrow. Think of this. When you go online... Look at the person behind you and just say hi to them. And think, oh, yeah, what is their story? Everyone. What is their story? Yeah. What did they have to go through to get to that grocery line? What was their life all the way up to the, the, the grocery line? And that is the the path that I'm taking. Is yeah. The people that could stand be, could be standing behind you at the grocery store, they might have the most beautiful story, a, a story that a movie could be made off of, books could be written on, you know, case studies can keep going on and on. But they don't think it's a story. They just think it's normal. Yeah. But everyone else around them is blown away by it. And so yeah. that's my whole goal is to find them, find that everyday person to share that story and, and to, to become an outlet just like how bits and bites are with everyday meals and yeah. realistic meals and realistic shopping. It's not like you're going to, to certain stores and blowing, you know, $18 on a on per ounce chicken breast you know because <laughs> yeah. it was raised in a in a non-caged farm and read stories before it was slaughtered if you haven't watched the first episode of Portlandia no I haven't you need to I watch cool shows the first scene of Portlandia <laughs> is them going to a restaurant in Portland and they're like is this chicken raised on a farm? They're like, yeah, his name's Colin. He was raised right down the street. And then they like go to the farm and Jason Sudeikis is the farm leader, but he turns out to be like a cult leader. <laughs> it's is it like funny? a cult commune. You're, you're telling me that, uh, that, uh, oh my God, I forgot his name. Fred Armisen? No, no. Jason Sudeikis. He's on the new Apple, Apple TV. Oh yeah. Ted Lasso. Ted I Lasso. love that show. I was told three by three different people and three different, I tell you this. I think I was one of the thir- three people. That there, well, I don't know. Maybe you weren't. <laughs> Do you not want to admit to talking to me prior to this podcast? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, there was three different people that told me they're like, "Hey, you gotta watch Ted Lasso." I'm like, "Why?" They're like, "Cause you're Ted Lasso." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, it's like a big jolly man. <laughs> it's like John Candy, and I watched it. I'm thinking, I'm not Ted Lasso, but then I like watched the second one. I'm like, "Well, I got some qualities like Ted Lasso." Yeah. But I didn't believe it. I, I couldn't figure it out. It. Three different people from three different worlds that they yeah. have no clue who they are. I don't know. Are you one of them? Yeah. Well, I told you after we got back from Molly shower. And I think you already like, watched it. 
what? at that point. I already watched it though. Oh, so then maybe you were just retelling me like three different people told me that I yeah. need to watch it. Yeah. And he's like, and I think you said like you're another one, maybe. Yeah. It was, it's it's the most amazing show ever. Yeah. Like well, I haven't had a lot of time to watch it. I've only watched a couple episodes. But is Portlandia like that? Um, no, Portlandia. <laughs> <laughs> now you're close. <laughs> Literally, nowhere near. Uh, Portlandia is all about Portland. Like the first episode. The first scene in the first episode yeah. is not like the chicken farm one. It's literally Fred Armisen coming back to, I think her name's, uh, I forget what her, the woman's name is, the actress, Carrie something. He came back. He's like, Carrie, the 90s are alive in Portland. And he like describes Portland to a T. And then it's just these little skits. But as the season and episodes move on, like, the character, the skits stay the same. So, like, it's uh, Fred Armisen and the woman is, I feel really bad for not remembering the actress's name. So, I'm going to look it up. They're, like, two lesbians who own a bookstore. Okay. But it's just, like, that skit carries on into, like, future episodes and stuff. But then they have little one-off. It's just a bunch of little skits. Yeah. Okay. So, it's not a sitcom, per se. It's no. skit comedy. Where do you sit bits and bites in five years? Um, definitely with enough page views to be accepted into the larger ad networks to make that like passive ad income. Like if you have, I want I like was looking on some groups on Facebook and I want to say, and I'm a little nervous to say this because it's going to be on a podcast, but I want to say if you have like 50,000 sessions a month and you get accepted into this ad. What does that mean? 50,000 sessions Basically like month. page views, but unique page views. Okay. So it's not like you're Roughly. sitting there with 17 computers in front of you <laughs> clicking on <laughs> <Yeah>. each one. <laughs> yeah. I can't scam the system. Yeah. Um, like you can easily make like a minimum of $500 a month just from having ads on your website. So that's like no legwork other than setting up the ads. But you just have to have 50,000. Yeah, like views. you have to put in the legwork to get up to that. Okay. But that's where like that's my next goal is to get my page views up. Where you can have literally the car payment just to come off of ads. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean like my Honda Civic doesn't cost $500 a month. Actually, it kind of does. <laughs> now, so, that, now that I calculate insurance right, so I don't want to talk about depressing stuff like what car payments are so you want a certain amount of money to come in a month just purely off of ads yeah That's the I, goal. yeah the theme of my 2021 was work yeah. smarter not harder so your next goal after that is for them to come to you versus you have to go to them and bid for them or pitch for them but yeah I would say like a maybe a 60 40 balance of 60 percent of stuff coming to me yeah and then 40 percent. like i don't i don't mind reaching out have you researched like the competition of what you have to go against th those who you go against no but just when i like see you know because i follow so many bloggers in the food community like i kind of notice when like larger brands roll out a campaign type of thing because i'm starting to see like them all post about like one product so i kind of get the sense of like oh, okay so like this company went for bloggers in like this follower range right, but i don't they, really it's the demographic they want purchasing their product well it's so the it's demographic but it's also like old. they think it's more bang for your buck because like they have more followers than me okay. which it like it is like it definitely is and they go followers off of the blog or your tiktok or so Instagram. i really only see like 
tick or uh, Instagram. Okay. So what what's your the TikTok follower account for you? Um, seventy five point three. Seventy five point three thousand people yeah. want to follow you. Yeah. No, oh. they don't want to. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Click the follow button. Really. Yeah, 75,300. So if you put a video out here, which I'm going to ask you to do, we're going to do a TikTok video. Are you okay. in TikTok form right now? Am I on what? Like, are, do you have to be like in your own like world for TikTok? Like, are you in t- TikTok? Yeah, I literally post about Aldi. But that's all you post about? It, um, I do like other stuff too, just because like sometimes I just want to, it's fun to like make content and post it and I don't really get worked up if it doesn't perform. So how would you know if it performs? Like you see it, like you see the views, like my, I posted a video seven hours ago and it has 11,800 views and 609 likes. Wow. And then like I posted one last week. So every Wednesday I go to Aldi and I say, cause that's my, Aldi's a bomb. I freaking love Aldi. So last October was Amazon prime day. Okay. And in my apartment, I had bought all of my accent furniture from Amazon. Right. And it was like really affordable. Not right. like, it's like fake wood, but like whatever. So it was like two days before Amazon Prime Day. I was like, oh, I'm going to just go on TikTok because TikTok has not been working for me. So I'm like, I'm going to go on TikTok, post about affordable accent furniture off Amazon, and then use the hashtag Amazon Prime day because prime days in two days right so i did that and i did like two videos two days in a row and then i saw one video just was like taken off like in like an hour i had like thirty thousand views and i was getting followers is there a certain time that you have to post these to get that um, or is it really nighttime? probably is but like i don't i just kind of post you're not dialed into that deep yeah of the metric no because if i do then like i overthink it all so yeah. it's almost like just kind of be like more post. organic. Yeah, just kind of like post it, let it fly, and then I'm not okay. obsessing over numbers. Um, and then like two days after I had a couple Amazon things go off, I started posting about Aldi because people are like, oh yeah, affordable, affordable. And I was like, oh yeah, like I only shop at Aldi. I'm going to do like my Aldi favorites. And that to this day, I think has like 1.2 or 1.3 million views. Million? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then like, then like I got, I want to say I got 10,000 followers in a day. Like it took off like wildfire. It's insane. It was insane. You had a 15% increase in one day. Yeah. It was insane. So then I started posting like tips and then I was like, well, I go every Wednesday because that's when my all, like all these around this area restock on Wednesday. So that's when all their finds are fresh. So I was like, it's Wednesday. I go to my Aldi, like, let's go see what Aldi had. And that one took off. So then it just became a ritual. Every Wednesday at 9 a.m., I go to Aldi and I make a TikTok. (laughs) You think the executives in Aldi know who you are? I recognized in a parking lot. (laughs) You made it. (laughs) I know. You had one of the fist pump moments from the Breakfast Club in the parking lot. You're like, yes. This Karen like, recognized me. <laughs> not even. It was like what was, a, her, it what was, was a her name? Deb? No, Deb. it was a middle-aged man. A man in a pickup truck with like his son in the front seat. He was wearing like a highlighter yellow cutoff, and he like stopped. I was in a really good parking spot, so I'm like, oh, hold on, like I'm just loading my bags into the back of my car. Uh, you can have the spot when I'm done, though, because it was front row. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, you're that girl from TikTok, right? Like the Aldi TikToker. And I turn, I'm like. Yeah. Did you like do one of these? Yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, oh man, I love your videos. He's like, but I want to see you trying stuff. Like I want to know what I should and should not buy. And I like lifted up a bag. I was like, I got a bunch of stuff that I literally bought for that purpose right now. He's like, oh my God, I love it. All right. Wow. Keep up the good work. That's like, awesome. Thanks. And so, yeah. So then every Wednesday as of like three weeks ago, I started doing this every Wednesday. I go make my video. My mom is now always on my videos. I say it's Wednesday. I'm so like, like David Letterman. David Letterman had his mom in all of his shows. Yeah. And if my mom is like, we're busy for some reason, like she can't come with me. And I go like, it's Wednesday. Let's go see what Aldi had. My comments are like, where's your mom? How's mom? Can I be Where? with you at an Aldi trip? <laughs> sure. Seriously? I'll bring my quarter. <laughs> I'll bring my quarter. For BYOQ. The... Yeah, I'll bring my quarter. <laughs> and then we'll go around and you can be like, don't buy that. Buy this. <laughs> Sure. Is that really healthy, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> do you need those mini peanut butter crackers? <laughs> yes, I do need them. <laughs> um, and then like now as of three weeks ago, I started every Thursday. So like I come home, buy all the fine stuff. Yeah. That's limited. Like once they're out, they're kind of out until they come back. I buy all the fine stuff that like appeals to me. And then I try it between like Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning. Like literally yesterday I got home. I hadn't eaten from getting from going to Aldi. Like I woke up, went to Aldi drank coffee wasn't hungry got home from aldi was hungry had pickles for breakfast <laughs> pregnant pickles are you pregnant <laughs> no you have pickles for breakfast i freaking love pickles. Eat for i'll breakfast. eat pickles any time of the day i can assure you i'm not pregnant and this is not going in the publication <laughs> you eat pickles for breakfast well i did the other day no that was a joke i didn't mean like you're pregnant it's like what pregnant people eat for for breakfast i will eat pickles it's your thing but so then, like, then I tried the pickles, and then I bought some cheeses. So then... You just kept this, going back to Aldi's to buy just cheese? No, 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 no. I, like, bought it all in one trip. Okay. Like, any of the fines that, like, was there, I'm like, oh, this What do you mean, the this. fines? So Aldi has their staple products, and then Aldi has Aldi fines, which they release every Wednesday. So they have, like, that home section of fines, and then they have a fridge and a, like, aisle section of food aisle of fines. Okay. So they're limited, like, limited edition stuff. To see if they sell. Or how yeah, fast they sell to continue like, or just like I don't it. even know if it's like market research type of thing or just like that's what gets people yeah. in the doors, yeah, type of thing. So I don't know like what exactly the reasoning is, but I go and like anything that sounds good or like looks good to me, I buy. And then I've been from like Wednesday to Thursday morning trying everything, making like just like taking a quick video of it, and then on right. Thursday afternoons I'll publish like yes or no to this week's Aldi finds. Because I need to turn that video around quick enough to where if I recommend something, people need to be able to st- like still go to Aldi and, and buy it. And be in stock. Yeah. And hopefully still be in stock. Do the Aldi ad execs know who you are? Uh, yeah. Well, they're um, like ad agency does. I've worked with them before. Really? It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I've done like three or four sponsored posts with That's Aldi. That's crazy. Like over a year ago. I haven't done anything recently. Yeah. But, but you're a fan of their product and their product line and what they have to offer. Yeah. So, and that's the biggest thing. If you're going to pitch something, you got to believe in it. Yeah. And that's what like people are like, I can't believe they haven't paid you. I'm like, it's whatever. Like it's It fine. works for me. Yeah. I'm like, they're this paying, is. They're paying you. It's like a bonus. Yeah. I'm like, this is just where I grocery it's like shop. Getting a hug from grandma and she slides a 20 in your pocket. <laughs> you love the hug from grandma, but she also put a 20 in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now that's basically how I've built my TikTok following like. I went to Walmart and found like a really cute pair of it's boots. middle-aged men that go to all these <laughs> 75,000 of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'll just post like random stuff. 
like I went to Walmart and found a really cute pair of boots for $25. And so I posted a really quick video like in my car in the Walmart parking lot being like, I hate that I'm talking about yeah. fall fashion right now, but I just found these really cute pair of boots at Walmart for $25. So go get them. I think it was like a 10 second video. And you got like 10,000 like views? 130,000 views. I got uh, I got tagged with ZOA, Dwayne Johnson's energy drink. I got put on the ZOA page. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I had a uh, I had a ZOA before uh, I went to go ref a football game. I was 100 That's degrees dope. out. I drank a ZOA. Took a selfie, threw it up there. I'm like, let me see if this actually works. And it worked. That's a good so marketing team. Dwayne Johnson Zola. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm That's the only sweet. football official on it because we have Zola in the fridge. I love Zola. That's awesome. I'll never be a Zola brand influencer because that brand's like trillion dollars right now, but it's a good product. I never believe say in the never. Product. I believe in the product. Yeah. That's the biggest thing of it. If you believe in the product, who cares? Yeah. You know, if I get paid or not, I'm going to use it no matter what. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's like the hug from grandma and you get a 20. Yeah. She flips a fin while you get a nice, beautiful, warm hug. Exactly. All right, so this TikTok thing. Yeah. Let's do a video. Let's see how this works. I want to watch it crawl while we're on the podcast here. So, like, what do you say on it? I'm doing a podcast in the Enspray Kitchen Studios. KTS. KTS. I'm at KTS Studios. No, you can't say KTS because dude, I can't take a TikTok right now. I look brutal. Why? Stop it. And, and and my studio with the bowl of apples and actually, my... I do. Um, I got mask me. Um, you got what? <laughs> mask me. Acne from your mask. But it's real. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I post TikTok videos like I've posted it like fresh out, with my cat shirt on, actually fresh out of the shower, wet hair, no makeup. <laughs> with, with, would you call it mask me? Yeah. When you get uh, acne from wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. Mask me. Really? Yeah. I had a pimple right up here. Aging, man. I'm going through puberty at 42. <laughs> okay, what do you want me to say? I don't know. Say, t- tell your 75,000 people to go on Enspirate on Apple Podcasts and go, oh, you got to fix your glasses and everything too. So it's, wh- what do you listen to podcasts on? Which, on Google, Apple? Spotify. Spot- well, I'm on Spotify. Okay. I'm on Spotify, Apple, Google, Enspirate. E-N-S-P-I-R-A-T-E. The Enspirate Podcast. Thursday, and guess where I'm at. Oh, my nose is crooked from that side. Wow, look at that. <laughs> I'm on the tick and talk. I'm actually going to. Oh, wait, wait, did you, is this. Do you want me to post this to my TikTok? Yeah, post it. Wait, did you already shoot it? No, I'm, you, you, you can shoot it in like clips. So like you can like shoot a little bit. Really? I'll read Wait, so you, you got to make your, look at this. So you're like cocking your head. Gla- yeah, because I have a crooked nose. I'm not going to throw rocks in glass houses. <laughs> All right, so she's posing right now for the... T- oh, she's fixing I her mean, ponytail. Yeah, man. You got to play your cards right. But everyone knows that you're playing cards, so why can't you just be who you are? Everyone knows that they have like 17 filters, and why can't somebody just be who they are on there? That's an honest to God question. Is that like... On, like on, because I'm like fixing my hair? Yeah, and, and or like you're like changing your head so it covers the mask me. No, 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 I'm tilting my head because I don't like how my nose looks. You don't like that. that. Side. But what, but what I'm saying is, why are people so infatuated with putting filters on their social media photos and presenting themselves looking like a corpse that just got embalmed versus 
Everyone and everyone knows it's BS. Everyone knows it's a crock. Are you talking like color filters? Because like there's color some, filters are all different types of these online filters. There's now. some like people I follow who do like fun, funky filters for their feed for like Instagram. Like it's just because like that's their they, brand. Yeah, they just like like how the filter looks right. and it kind of coincides with like right. them. Um, I mean, I use Instagram filters on my face. Why? And everybody, because um, everyone knows you're using a filter. There's no one that well, looks they're color that filters. Is, like I don't use the filters that change my nose or like. Put no, no, but that's me. what I'm saying. They yeah. put, they make. Oh, I just hit the microphone there. I'm using my hands. <laughs> I remember my first rodeo. Yeah, oh, man, <laughs> is that nice? This is a bully free zone here. <laughs> we promote kind, like there. See, we love here. Eat, pray, love. Mm-hmm. But they make the face look. Like there's no blemishes and stuff. And why would somebody do that when we all know that there's like thousand different blemishes and wrinkles? It's like me putting a filter yeah. on my face right now and I look like I'm I'm like putty man. I mean like why why is that cool? I'm basically do it on mine because like some filters make my eyes look really blue. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um I I don't know. No, seriously. Well it's though. also just like make them feel better. Yeah, I just like like playing around because then a lot of my filters I have too are like different color type of filters, yeah. so it's fun to like play around with. Yeah, the different stuff to see. I don't, I don't know. I just like to play All right. around. All right, so the TikTok video. Go back to your posing. I can't believe I hit the microphone on that. It's like rookie day. Okay, she's combing her hair back, pulling her ponytail, lifted up the scrunchie. Do they call them scrunchies anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's Thursday. And I'm recording a podcast. All right. So now she's switching. She's she's switching angles to like look at me. You're going to be on and say the name of your podcast. Yeah. Right now. Tell me one now. Go. My name's Kyle Hastings and Bits and Bites blog is on the Ensprite podcast. And she's sharing her story. You're going to be way too short. What? You got it. I this look short. This is a 15 second video. You got to keep a snap. 15 seconds. You I, I took like the first five, so you have like ten seconds. So you get to. Uh, this to, is Kyle Hastings with the Inspirate Podcast. Inspirate. I'm interviewing Bits and Bites blog. You can listen on Spotify, and I'll launch this. That's when what I, I say. Listen. Okay. Go. My name's Kyle Hastings on the Inspirate Podcast, and I'm interviewing Bits and Bites blog. You can listen to it on Spotify. Is that good? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Hold on. Do I look good? Or should I do more muscle? Here, delete it. Let me get it. <laughs> Since you're don't, fixing your hair. Don't be a, all right, bud. Right, let me look a little chachi here. Look like my face is popping. My name's Kyle Hastings on the Enspray podcast, and I'm lucky enough to be interviewing Bits and Bites blog. You can listen to it on Spotify, Enspray podcast. I do it right? <laughs> yeah. Did I look good? No. Oh, wait, I didn't. All right, hold on. Let's see it. Turn up the volume. I should get that. Oh. It's Thursday, and I'm recording a podcast. There's Tupperware over my shoulder. What? There's there's Tupperware over my shoulder. <laughs> That's horrible. Okay, do you want to re-record it? I want a fun angle too. Here, come over here so I can here, go like that. Here, do a selfie. Because I got like Tupperware, I got the drill. Do a selfie. All right, so. Oh, did you like the red button at the bottom? Like this. Wait, I gotta go right angle, right? I gotta oh, put it up like yeah, this. Yum, yum, get it. Okay, hold on. 
My name is Kyle Hastings on the Inspirate Podcast. I am interviewing Bits and Bytes blog. You can listen to it on Spotify, the Inspirate Podcast. And then I wait. So I look down when I hit the stop button. Did I do that right? This is gonna be the I mean, big. I can always flip it. Oh, this is gonna be the biggest train wreck <laughs> TikTok ever. See, look at this zit horn. It's the lighting of it. No, it's my skull. It's like the way my skull is. Here, let's do another one. The lighting didn't do my forehead justice. No. I had like a five head. You can you land a horn. You can like land a helicopter on that forehead. Oh, oh, this looks better. Oh, no, there's Tupperware right there. I can do this. You can also move the Tupperware. No, I'll leave it like this. My name's Kyle Hastings. On the End Spray podcast, interviewing Bites and Bits blog. Backwards. Wait, here, here, here. <laughs> this is going to be the worst TikTok ever. You forgot to press freeze. <laughs> Wait, is my horn huge? <laughs> See, she posts that. Say I'm working with a slow adult making a podcast, <laughs> making a making a TikTok. <laughs> All right, well, let's do another one. This is a mess. Oh, you're fixing your hair again. This is like the ninth time, and your glasses, your glasses are running low, like the secretary from the Ghostbusters. No, they Ghostbusters. Always, have a, the crooked like a, nose. Yeah. It's Thursday, and I'm here recording a podcast. All right, so now it's my turn again. All right, I gotta fix Are my... you going to make your poor listeners listen to the entire 30 it. minutes of you trying to make a TikTok? <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> I can't even see it like these poor people. Hold on. I have to be serious now. My name is Kyle Hastings and I'm interviewing Bits and Bytes blog on the Enspray podcast. And this is my first TikTok video. All right. So how's it sound? Oh, gee. So how many times do you replay it? Oh, I guess he got to listen to it on Spotify. I'll do that at the end. Okay. And it sounds good. That's good. Listen on Spotify. Yeah. Wow. So that's the first TikTok video. I have 75,000 men that are wearing cut-off t-shirts. <laughs> Jesus, you just broke my... Oh, my Lord. What a mess. There is vodka in that water bottle. Can I take this off? And no, like you can't. It's no, with no. It? You can't drop the mic. It's not good. Well, this was a lot of fun. You know how long we've been talking? Take a look at the ticker. Yeah, two hours. It doesn't even seem like two hours. I'm about to, in three minutes, get a bedtime reminder it's on my phone. 10, 11? Yeah. I have to get up at four. That's brutal. I do it anyways. This was awesome. Thank you so much. I Thanks hope it was a lot me. of fun. It was a blast and, then, and a half. Oh, I'm sure it was. And we got the TikTok video in. The last we 20 the minutes of this up. was was delivering up just a wicked cool. 20 is kind of generous. <laughs> 20, 30 minutes of TikToking. Is this what people do though in TikTok world? I find no, it so fascinating. I, well, like you record it, but you kind of once you get more comfortable with it you like i just kind of sit there record post it like don't really how many takes do you think the people doing the milk crate challenge take before they like put their <laughs> i <TikTok>? hope one <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe it was the first one you have to you have to tiktok search milk crate challenge and okay. just watch all the people fall down and you're gonna laugh 
and Probably. Laugh, and laugh. It's the best. Yeah, I will. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming Thanks on for the having me. podcast and uh, leave. Well, yeah, go home. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get where you go, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Not here. That's a wrap. I apologize that I said a little over an hour. We are going to be going a little over the two hour mark, but we did have a lot of fun. I hope you guys got a lot of laughs with Katie Kelly and my bantering back and forth. We've known each other for some time and we we got a lot of fun out of that. After a couple serious podcasts right before we did this one, I want you guys to visit Katie Kelly at her Instagram page. It's called Bits Bites Blog. B-I-T-S-B-I-T-E-S-B-L-O-G. That is Katie Kelly on Instagram with Bits Bites Blog. I know she does good stuff on there all the time. She throws some recipes up there. I know Sarah has created a lot of the recipes that Katie has posted. Visit her, give her some love on social media. Thank you so much to our show contributors, Mr. and Mrs. Robert and Amy Parsons. They sponsored our microphones. So I am speaking into the Robert Parsons microphone as we speak. Katie Kelly was speaking into the Amy Parsons microphone. The Parsons family believed in Ensprite. They believed in our mission of providing stories that will encourage, inspire, and motivate everyday people. Uh, and we're having a lot of fun with it. So thank you so much, Parsons family, Mr. and Mrs. Robert and Amy Parsons. To our show sponsors, the Tory Foot and Ankle Specialist in Homer Glen and New Lenox, Palermo's of 63rd, Chicago, Frankfurt, and Maryville. Order yourself a pizza tonight. Tell them I sent you. And then if you need some new tires, either car tires, truck tires, semi-truck tires, give TM Tire a call located in Crestwood, Illinois, and New Lenox, Illinois. Also mention Kyle from Dance Parade Podcast. And tell my buddy Tommy hello as well. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have great weeks, good weekends, and we will talk to you soon.